In uncertain days, it is important to remember that our world is getting ready to meet God. We are all getting ready to meet Him. The King is coming. Today, we join Scott Pauley in walking through the final book of the Bible, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Whenever I preach a sermon, at the end of that Bible message, almost without exception, I give people some invitation. Now, invitations can be given differently, and throughout history, uh, the, the call to action, uh, the call to obedience uh, has varied. Uh, but my point is this, I believe when truth is given, it must be acted on. That when you present people with the claims of Christ, you can't stay neutral on that. You either accept or reject, you obey or you disobey. And so I'm convinced that the giving of an invitation, some type of call to action, is vital. Mr. Spurgeon said the sermon doesn't even begin until the application begins. Now, that doesn't mean that the call to action in the church service is the ultimate end. Really, that just sets it in motion. Uh, that, we hope, is the initiation of the application. But I'm convinced that when people are presented with the truth, we must then invite them to do something with the truth, to believe, to obey. Aren't you glad someone invited you to do that? We're in Revelation 22, and we're, we're seeing again and again this truth that Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming. But watch, this is not just something He is going to do. There is a response on our end now, a present tense application. If He is coming, what should we be doing? We learned in verse 14 and 15, this is the time for obeying. Obey the gospel, my friend. Be sure you are saved. Then we learned in verse 16, and again in verse 18 and 19 and part of verse 20, that this is the time for testifying, uh, that once we know Christ, we're to share Him. We're to be testifying of our Lord Jesus to other people. But now notice verse number 17. It's not only the time for obeying and the time for testifying, but this is the time for inviting. Verse 17 of Revelation 22 says, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. I must just tell you, this. every time I read this, I'm captivated by the fact that to the end, God's heart is still to invite people to Himself. That to the very end, even after you've read and studied about the God of wrath and justice and judgment, that the heart of God is that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. That He is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And that on the last page of the Bible, the very last page, the heartbeat of God is this, come to Jesus, come to Jesus. This is the divine invitation. Uh, by the way, it's the one reason Christ has not yet come. Let that sink in just a moment. When people say, why has Jesus not come yet? Uh, that's a good question. Why has He not come yet? There's only one answer. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse number 9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, 
but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And then the very next verse says, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. So He is going to come. He is going to come quickly. He is going to come when people least expect Him. But why has He not come yet? He has not come yet because He is giving this space of grace for people to repent, for people to believe, or in the words of Revelation 22, verse 17, for people to come. And what are they coming to? Uh, Certainly, we want everybody to go to heaven someday. And usually that's what people talk about when they study Revelation. But actually, it's all about Christ. In fact, if you back up to the end of verse 16, Jesus is speaking. He says in verse 16, I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star and the spirit and the bride say, come. Literally, we're inviting people to come to Jesus. I think sometimes... In our world, we have settled for inviting people to come to church, come to a Bible study, come to, come to an event. There's nothing wrong with that. Many times that's where they hear the gospel. That's where they hear of Christ. And I think that's wonderful to get people under the sound of the preaching of God's Word. But I want to say to you, the greatest thing you ever invite someone to is not church. The greatest thing you ever invite someone to is Christ. There are many people who may never come through the doors of your church, but they need the invitation to come to Jesus. So, notice several things from this verse. First of all, uh, this word come is the Spirit's word. The Spirit says come. It's really a revelation of God's eternal purpose. The eternal purpose of God has always been to bring people to Himself. Now, this passion for the lost is God's passion. It is the Lord's love for lost sinners. Aren't you glad the Lord loved you and He loves all those around you? He doesn't love you any more than he loves someone else. So the Holy Spirit is saying, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Remember, Jesus said in the gospel according to John that when the Spirit came, this age of the Spirit, that the Holy Spirit would testify of Christ. He would point people to Christ. If you hear people talking much about the Holy Spirit and they're not talking of Jesus, something's wrong because the Holy Spirit doesn't glorify himself. He glorifies the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the Spirit's word. Then notice, it's to be the church's word. The Spirit and the bride say come. We've already established in Revelation who the bride is. The bride's the church. We're the bride. So watch this. The Holy Spirit's word must be our word. Our mission and our message is simply an outgrowth and extension of His mission and His message. We're we're not to create something to say or do as a church. We're simply to echo what the voice says. Come to Jesus. It's the Spirit's word. It's the church's word. Then notice, it's the hearer's word. And let him that heareth say, come. You see, those who hear are to speak. The hearers are to be speakers. Have you heard the gospel? Then speak it. Have you heard the Lord's call? Then share it with someone else. And I love how, how personal it gets here because sometimes we talk about the bride, the church collectively. And we say, that's right, the church is to preach the gospel. And we reduce that to the pastor's sermon on Sunday or us supporting missionaries overseas. But no, he gets down to each individual in the church. Every person that has heard is to speak the word and invite people to come to Jesus. And then notice, it's not only the Spirit's word, the church's word, the hearer's word. It's the world's word. This is for everybody. Because the Bible says, And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. In other words, this is the word that everybody in the world needs. They may not know it. We live in a thirsty world, and the only thing that will quench that spiritual thirst is Jesus. In my mind, I'm going back to John chapter 4 when Jesus sat 
on that well and told that Samaritan woman he could give her water so she would never thirst again. Have you been to the well? Do you have the well? Have you, have you drank of that water? Well, those who find water must tell others. Those who have the water must share it with someone else. And I love this. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. I'm a whosoever will preacher. I believe God loves all people. Christ died for every man. And I don't care who you are or what you've done. Jesus wants to save you, my friend. And if you've never been saved or you're not sure you're saved, would you take the water of life freely today? It's free. You don't have to pay for it. Jesus paid for it. Call on the Lord now and be saved. I'm not where you are, but God is where you are. And the Lord at this moment will hear your cry. Just pray, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. Do you remember what Christ's first word to the disciples was? Come. Mark 1, 17. Come. Come after me. Come after me. And what was his last word to the disciples? Go. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Come and then go. Those who have responded to the invitation should now be inviting others. And as we go, what do we say? One word. Come. Come to Jesus. Jesus is coming and you can come to Christ now. This is the time for obeying. This is the time for testifying. And this is the time for inviting. The purpose of all Scripture is to see God. In Revelation, the curtain is pulled back and we are reminded not to simply look at world events, but to look to Christ. We hope you will join us next time as Scott Pauley continues our study through this amazing book of the Bible. You may also join us right now for additional studies and a library of helpful resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. You will find several new features at our online home, and we trust they will be a blessing to you as you walk with God. Plan to visit us each day at enjoyingthejourney.org, and we look forward to returning to Revelation on our next broadcast. Keep your eyes on Christ and look up. The King is coming.